Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. First, let's take a moment of silence for Kim's laptop. This is, I know. Are we even recording? Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my laptop's dead. So unfortunately, I could not participate in uh, this week's podcast interview, which sucks because I feel shafted. I was supposed to meet her last year in Texas, freaking COVID, and then, yeah, I did technology. So if you're listening to this one, and it's not as funny because we don't have our main girl, Kim, you know, just give us us another chance. (laughs) SGK. Not going to clear that one up. Anyways. Yeah, I think I'm going to meet Caitlin Yeah, Couch Kickers. Nice. Let her know I would have loved to have said hi, but. We just got to. Yeah, so even the interview is a complete surprise to me. I have no idea. I have no idea what the hell they were talking about the whole time because I could not participate. Kim's going to get to listen to it with everybody else. Yeah. Listen to us talk about her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We brought up some embarrassing Kim stories. We can't wait. Yeah. This is so uncomfortable. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, So. This week, we are talking about, uh, how do you want to word it? Taking advantage or asking for free shit? Well, I I wanted to talk about, like, the difference between taking advantage of opportunities versus taking advantage of other people, I think was kind of the debate that... Well... I'm trying to think of an example that won't piss people off, but it's impersonal. But like, we might have to get on an insurance do, bucket. Do you mean like, like how people are so quick to like support celebrities, but like ask for free shit from your friends trying to start a business? Yeah, exactly. Kind of. No, yeah. yeah, kind of exactly. Yes. Okay. Like, if, like, well, that's wrong. Don't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Like you'll you'll go to the mall or Amazon and you'll buy all this shit, but like if your friend has something small going on, you don't. Or buy like a fifty dollar designer shirt, but not twenty dollars on a shirt that your friend sells. This is just a marketing scheme to get people. Like yeah, like you should probably buy merch. No, but the thing is, I, I am salty because like I think sometimes people think like we're nice people. I mean, some people might not think we're nice, but. I think for the most part, people think we're really nice people, but I think there are people that take advantage of that and expect us to like give them things or do things for them. That is, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel offended that they even want to ask for that. Cause it's like, we work really hard. Like she comes out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These, These girls are not like living in a secret mansion. Off of all this DK money. Eventually, maybe, yeah. I mean, didn't, um, was it Kenda Tire that came out and said, like, someone's like, I don't want to say this. He said something about people asking for free tires when they've never even, like, to be sponsored by them. So is that another thing, too? Like, just expecting sponsors to just give you I th- free stuff? Or, think- like... I think in like the past where we've talked to people, it's like, you've got to really think about what you bring to the table. So in a way you are providing a form of payment in what do you bring to the table? Is your social media going to like give us a lot of, you know, 
give us an audience? Do you? I mean, I mean, it's not just like monetary or anything. It's like, like, are that. you good at marketing? You're basically working for them because to earn that shit, you have to promote that shit too. So I mean, in a way, but I feel like outright kind of asking for something. Mm-hmm. With I think no like return. Tower actually had a good point, um, which was that you are trying to create a partnership with. A different company so that's not being like hey give me a bunch of free stuff and I'll you know give you a couple shout outs like that's not really no I mean the weight is totally different yeah I mean I guess it depends I mean if you can get someone who has way more followers than your brand I mean in a way that might outweigh at that current point in your business you know uh, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to get across. Like, that person is actually providing more so for you at this point if they market that product. Uh, so, in I guess the main thing is I don't find sponsorships so much to be like, give me free shit, unless that's how you present it and you have nothing to provide to that company. Like, no shit. They're not going to give you something if you're not, you're dog shit at marketing or social media. Like, what, the, what are you going to do for them? I guess what peeves me is people that feel entitled two things like people who feel entitled to your time to your yeah like a weird reality to live in is to just assume it'd be okay to like ask for something for free or it's especially your friends that's gross especially in the art world can you draw this oh why is it gonna cost that much for you to draw this because it takes a lot of time and i'm actually like i'd say i undersell myself most of the time to the point that i don't even really like to do it that much for the record we pay him and, <laughs> and she does undercharge and they they pay me handsomely to be fair yeah i mean i've always felt like our prices and stuff were fair i mean we aren't no you know you, charging people no. forty dollars for a t-shirt or anything like you know and even your registration fees are right in line with everybody else's i mean so we make our merch too so it's also not just the product but the time too yeah. you know we don't it's about load of time and it's not even just about drift kitchen like i think it's just like people in general i i just have a hard time when people take advantage of other people or that i feel like i'm being taken advantage of because like i feel like i'm nice to a point but then like I don't like it when people try to walk all over me. I don't like that shit. Yeah, no, there's a lot of weird people out there. And it's like, I don't know if their parents didn't like hit them enough. <laughs> oh but God. like, seriously though, cause like, I feel like I would never have the audacity mm-hmm. like, to ask for anything, especially like- To even just expect it. It's weird. That's it's a weird. weird reality to live in is to be like, Words they can say is no. It's like, yeah, they can say no and think you're a piece of shit forever. But do you think it's wrong to, like, shoot your shot and be like, hey, can I have this, like, CD or album for free? Like, whatever, we homies, right? Sure. I mean, mean, you can't be mad, though, if someone perceives it in another way, though. I mean, anytime you're kind of asking for a handout, I think you have to kind of assume that there might be backlash from that. Handouts aren't exactly like, oh, that guy's awesome. He takes a lot of handouts. Like, nobody says it. Everybody's like, that guy takes a lot of handouts because he's, he, he sucks, is usually how it kind of follows. So I don't know. I, I just think asking for handouts, I mean, yeah, if you want to shoot your shot, but it's a reflection, I think, of, you know, how you come off to people. I think it's rude. I it don't is know. rude. Especially when the people, you know, 
they work hard. I mean, everyone works hard. Yeah. So, like, just to expect something more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, just probably probably just don't do it unless you're like super good at you know whatever it is you're doing. If it was a sponsorship, I mean. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying don't freaking go for a sponsorship if you're not at like 100k followers. Do it, man. But yeah, you got to bring something to the table, though. Some sort of yeah. substance, like important. It's a form of payment in some way. You have to have some form of payment, whether it be your social media presence or what you can do for that person. But like, if there's zero, I don't know, hold up on your end, then yeah, then you're just you're, taking advantage of the other people. Ask it for free shit. Yeah. <laughs> using their energy and their time and everything else and i think that's what kind of gets me like oh we all have a certain amount of hours throughout the day like and it takes time to do some of this stuff so like when you're asking for free shit all the time like that's just kind of like oh i don't value your time at all no the only thing i don't value is hotels because i steal their free shit all the time <laughs> do you yeah, of course they like, their shampoos really and like conditioners. It well, it's shampoos and conditioners. Like, I'm doing them a favor. Anyway, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't, or do they leave it over? It depends on the hotel. Is there hotels where it's like, they didn't use it. They just leave it in there. Seal's yeah. still on. If the seal's still on, then yeah. But typically, I think they just throw Still had water bouncing off of a naked body <laughs> onto it. <laughs> still had, yeah, I don't know. In my mind, it's not like I'm going to put my mouth on it. But for some reason, I'm like, Ooh. ew. I got one. What about people ripping off other people's ideas or designs? Okay, this one, it's hard because, like, I try to be mature about it because my immediate answer is, yeah, they can all fuck off. But, like, because like, that's fucked up. Like, when you do something, you design something, you want it to look a certain way, and you think you got perfect, and then you see something very similar, and, you know, you're kind of like, God damn it. Like, you know, like, I worked hard on that. And it's, it's silly, but as I've gotten older, though, I try and, like, bury that and go well you're the idea man like <laughs> like you're always going to be one step ahead because if that person's mimicking your ideas i mean they, they got to wait on you for the next one anyway so powers of my man like and on top of that too it, could, it is flattery right clearly my shit looked okay um sparking like someone else's yeah exactly i mean we've all been there we've had like little art blocks and stuff and it you know you get we inspired do seek by inspiration other and yeah i've been inspired by other people i would be mortified if somebody thought that i like ripped them off but like i think though like when you do get inspired by others it's kind of hard to like maybe put credit where credit's due is that like i was in, would yeah. that change the game completely yes like if i think so said, but what if people don't even like realize that they're doing it they might not I mean, that might be like, a deeper-seated issue. I'm sure that I've seen, <laughs> I mean, like, someone's car or someone's body hit or something, and they're like, oh, that, like, looks really cool. I want to do the exact same thing. You know what I mean? See, I feel like I can, like, car slide, because I feel like there's really only so many things that people can do. Like, you're eventually, you know, there's going to be a bunch of people that have, like, a Soviet front end. Well, for example, I saw Leah's door cards with the anime girls, oh, and yeah. I was like, that's fucking You're like, that sick. bitch. I'm like, just kidding. No, I was like, that's really cool. And then I ended up doing my own, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't think I copied her. Yeah. <laughs> Leah don't give a fuck. Leah don't give a fuck. But yeah, that, I don't know. So for the most part... I don't, I don't really want to get super personal, but, like... Yeah. I do. I actually, like... You do? Okay. I do. Because, no, like, I, everybody got kind of quiet. No, I actually, I like, like oh. I have just an example from yesterday where my boss, like, he always asks me to stay late or puts me on the road late, and, like, 
I got kind of pissed because he decided at 12 o'clock to like bring me down to like the Boston area and then like wanted me to go to a second stop, which was going to put me out of work over an hour late. And I straight up had to say, no, I'm going down to New Jersey. Like, you know, this, like, I'm not doing it. But like, if you don't set those boundaries and say no to people, then they'll just walk all over you. And like, I think that's where I'm getting at is like, it's hard. It's hard to say no to people when you're like a nice person, but like some people try to take advantage. I'm a yes person at work, but I'm a no person everywhere else. Yeah. If that makes sense. You're what? I'm a damn yes person. All the time. All the time. And it's funny because like, you're like, say no at work. Say no in your personal life. Taylor's like, you should say yes all the time to sometimes no, no i definitely don't recommend that yeah. that's for sure definitely say no um i don't know i just have a hard time i don't know i like helping people so it's hard for me to say no but then i get so procrastinate my own shit to get done and then it's like i want to explode i just want to tell people to start figuring things out on their own like yeah. figure it out like don't don't come to me. Figure it out yourself. True. Because, like, like you said, it takes up your own energy and takes you away from like what you're trying to accomplish for yourself. I think it was like a meme I saw the other day that was like, "Don't confuse someone's free time with their personal time or something like that." Or like, yeah, it's kind of like your free time might be your only personal time. Speaking of which, I'm going to go light a joint, but I have to say, I was going to make a joke, right? I was going to say, I'm a yes person, if you pay me. And then I realized that that sounded uh, accidentally sexy. <laughs> and that's not what I meant. <laughs> but like, at work, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes, if you pay me. But that's like, a, I mean, oh, okay. So, <laughs> it's still going to be real. Is it better to be direct with somebody and be honest with them and, you know, pr possibly prevent them from, you know, looking silly in the future. Or is it better, bless you, cough? I don't know what that was. It was like both. Ew. Okay. Ew, I don't want to eat. Cough on it. I didn't cough on it. <laughs> okay. Um, but is it better to be blunt and straightforward with someone for the sake of them not looking silly and kind of come off as mean or direct? Or is it better to not say anything at all let them be blissfully ignorant like what what is it like is that because like i feel like if i were a mean person maybe it's because i'm looking out for you in the long run and maybe it comes off mean because like it's like having shit in your teeth or something i think that it's situational for sure but i think sometimes i think people need to learn on their own and you kind of just gotta let them do what they're doing and but if I was acting like an asshole, like, I would rather you guys tell me. Well, because you're a very good friend. Yeah, okay, so that's, like, territory for only good friends. Okay. Like, sorry, if you guys were going to make a fool out of yourselves, like, I would, I would oh, shit, probably stop you. Yeah. Depends what you're going to do, you know. I mean, I really. <laughs> well, that's the thing about you, though. I know I've brought this up before. I'm sure Alexis will agree. You're the type where I'll tell you something, even if you might think it's a bad idea. You'll give me an alternative. No, wait, where's this? It'll say, you'll give me an alternative, but you'll always say, but I'll support you no matter what. <laughs> but it's true, I will. Yeah, no. Like, I could, like, be like, I'm going to go do the worst thing possible. And you'd be like, well, <laughs> I think you shouldn't, but I will still be your friend if you do that. <laughs> really horrible thing. But sometimes it's good to get that, like, second 
or outside view, I guess. And yeah. then kind of like, okay, if you do this, this might happen. This probably will happen. But if you don't, then like sometimes it's good to just help sort. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a level of friendship on when you can use that. Because like to me, it's just like maybe it's not the equivalent of telling your friend they have something in their teeth. It's to be like, hey, you know that thing that you fucking do? Everybody fucking hates that. Because if it's someone that you don't like, you're not really going to be like, hey, you should really not do this. Like You're just going to let them make a fool out of themselves. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. here's yeah. the thing. Sometimes when you tell people, hey, you probably shouldn't do this, chances are they're not going to listen to you anyway. They're going to do it even harder. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes it's like, oh, why am I even going to waste the energy when I can just watch the world first? <laughs> Which maybe that's what I do, actually. Maybe I'm like, what, what about you, Taylor? Are you the kind of person that like sees somebody doing something stupid and goes, hey, you might want, not want to do that. You might not want to open your hood while there's a fire underneath. In that situation, I'd probably be like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, in a figurative yeah. sense. Another situation because it's honestly, I've questioned if I am a demon because sometimes I get the joy out of like the not the worst things, like, I'm not watching like really terrible shit and just like cackling, but like it's just like you know, when you're kind of like sometimes you don't like someone and you just see like this train wreck or like you just see something happen to somebody that you just are like, Yeah, fuck you. Like, I'm like, Is that normal or my fucking serial killer? Like, because like to me, I'm like, You might be the next Ted Bundy. I know. Uh, well, good thing you like us. Yeah, no, nah, you guys would be cool. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like. No, but like, is that like some? Like, I'm. I just. Like, I don't get it. You can enjoy sometimes out of it, and you're like, that's fucked up. I feel like I have a decent situational awareness, but I think I overthink myself to the point that I try not to do anything really stupid. So I don't understand why other people want to do stupid things. If that makes any sense. Uh, oh yeah, I think social awareness is a big part of it. Some people, you know, don't. Some people don't have it. Yeah. Some people do not have it. I, I'm very, I feel like I'm very socially aware. Maybe that's why I question everything I do. Cause I'm like, ew, did that come out weird? Like, yes. did what I just said, like, <laughs> I know there should we better cut from this podcast cause it's Taylor's fucking mouth. I'm just kidding. Wait, what did I say? No, you just, you're, like, she used to be like, can you cut that out? 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 Like, Taylor is the most, like, hey, did I sound, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Or, like, can can you cut that part out? And it'll be, like, five minutes after the podcast. And I know that she's thought about it the entire podcast that she said it. She's like, I got to remember to tell her to cut that thing. Yeah. It might might sound like I'm too conceited. Meanwhile, the most humble person I know, where she literally was, like, after she thought she sounded cocky, she goes, I hope I didn't sound cocky. I'm like, oh like, my god. Didn't sound cocky. Like, you are very aware of yourself, but you're you're wrong, though. About it. <laughs> That's the problem, is you question everything, but it's like, Taylor, that was fine. Nobody's even, nobody's staying up over that. <laughs> I can't believe you I think maybe that. I should question myself more often. I do. Sometimes I do, but then I'm like... Like, I might as well it's just put it out. out there that I'm a piece of shit. Like, just like, that's, that's fine. And it's not that I'm a piece of, I'm the nicest, if I like you, I'm honestly the nicest person in the world. I will buy you a gift randomly. I will It's see, true. You've got some good gifts. Like, I'm very much like, if I see something that, like, reminds me of you, I'm a, I'm a bomb friend when it comes to that. But I, um, 
if I, I just don't give a lot of people a chance, I think that's what my, I'm a, this is going to be the longest podcast, like, Kim, like, has an awakening. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow. It's so I, good, and then we're going to get to the part, I mean, Caitlin was great, but without Kim, you know. Yeah, we diagnosed Kim this episode and talked to Caitlin. <laughs> she was great. That was, that was awesome. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> All right, guys, on this week's episode, we are talking to Caitlin Schutz. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Hello. It's nice to virtually meet you guys. I know. Can we just say that those headphones are like the cutest things I've ever seen? Thank you. <laughs> they make ones that have light up ears now. Um, I don't have those. <laughs> We were supposed to meet you in Texas last year. I know. And um, yeah, everything kind of fell apart last year, but we're about to go on a road trip. uh, Oh, really? Yeah. What are you guys doing? We have our um, Texas event April 17th, so we're leaving that Wednesday before and we're going to drive down. Oh my gosh. How exciting. I'm actually going to be in Texas at the same time shooting my friend's engagement photos. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, if you have any time while you're there, uh, come down to San Antonio. (laughs) I don't know how far that is from Dallas. I feel like that's not. (laughs) It's a big state. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So um, let's get started with some questions. (laughs) Okay. Um, so you just had your two-year anniversary of being a Twitch partner. What's it like streaming? Um, yeah, I don't even know how to explain like streaming. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot different than I think you would think that it is. I'm a really shy person. So, uh, and I feel really stupid like recording myself out and doing things, you know, like vlogging and stuff. I feel so stupid. I don't even like taking like selfies on my phone out in public because I'm like, oh no, everyone's going to look at me. So I was really scared to start streaming and I started doing it in 2017. And like immediately I just, because you're talking to people the whole time, it feels a lot less weird because people are just talking back to you. And so I was just, it's nothing like you expect it to feel like, I guess, if that makes sense. I mean, for those of for those people that don't know, like, what do you stream? Are they video games or? I stream a little bit of everything. So I do, I do gaming. I do IRL streaming, which is like out in real life, doing things out uh, outside. I've gone to a lot of different events and I'll stream from there when I'm on track shooting. Um, and I stream photo editing. I do sim, like simulator stuff in Assetto Corsa. So kind of just a big variety. I think one of the coolest games that I saw that you were doing were like the big tractor trailers. I don't know. It was like you're figuring out. (laughs) Was it BeamNG? I feel like it was BeamNG. Were we racing racing stuff or Um, I I feel like I do so many different games. It's so hard to keep up with like. You were driving like some sort of big rig in the game. I don't know. It was crazy though. Oh, yeah. There's another game. It's called American Truck Simulator, and yes, you're I literally, think- <laughs> you're literally a truck driver. <laughs> I have never wanted to be a truck driver. Driving scares me so much, uh, but it's 
it's literally like you have to follow all the traffic laws and you're driving your truck around and you're delivering like cargo and stuff. It's amazing. I love it. I was just playing it the other day. <laughs> Is it played on like the same thing you would play the Assetto Corsa? Uh, yeah, they have, I believe you can do it on controller and everything too, but I've always done it on my sim rig. So it's a little more more simulator-ish, I guess. <laughs> it's so fun though. <laughs> what got you into streaming? Um, I actually, so it's really weird because like I didn't really understand watching people do things. And I think a lot of us didn't really understand watching people do things until 2020. But uh, I always thought like, why would anyone watch someone play video games? Why would anyone watch someone do anything? And I just started kind of watching other people do it. And when I started streaming in 2017, I was, I moved back into my dad's house and I was kind of like all alone. I didn't have any friends out in the real world. So I was just kind of like, I want to just do something that's going to keep me occupied. I'm already playing games literally every single night. Like, why don't I just do this so I have something that will keep me occupied and I'll get to meet a bunch of people and talk to a bunch of different people whenever. <laughs> so is that something that they pay for, like if they watch your stream? Uh, so to watch me, it's free. You can, on Twitch, there's different ways that you can support a streamer. So they have um, subscribers. So if you subscribe to the stream, you pay a monthly fee. And I get a specific, I get a certain cut from that. Um, you don't have to subscribe. I never, I never expect anyone to subscribe to me or give me money. Uh, but if you subscribe to my channel, you get some really fun emotes that you can use in Twitch chat uh, that are specially designed for my channel. Uh, and then you can, you can do other things like uh, cheer for Twitch streamers, and that's like, that gives them these things called bits, uh, which is just basically a form of currency. You get that money when you get um, subscription money, and then you can also donate to streamers if you're so inclined. I never ask for any of it, though, because like the fact that anyone will watch me is amazing. <laughs> I think that's really cool, though. I mean, I've never, I feel like it's like a whole world that I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really didn't know very much about it. And I think a lot of people, because I've noticed a lot more people got into streaming uh, in 2020 during quarantine. It was like before 2020, I was always kind of explaining it to people and they'd be like, well, what's the point? Like, why would you watch someone do this? Like, why wouldn't you just make a YouTube channel? There's like no point in hanging out and like chatting with people. But I like it because it's, in real time like you're talking to people and interacting with people i don't have to go and edit a video and like i guess kind of manipulate myself to look a certain way it's just all happening in real time and i can like get those real interactions with people instead of just like trying to interact with them through comments which i like <laughs> now if you don't mind me asking is this like your full-time job um, it kind of is. It's more like just what I do when I'm home. Okay. I wouldn't say that I get most of my revenue from streaming. I get a lot of revenue from streaming. Uh, that's like 
but I also don't get paid very much. I live at home with my mom so that I can pursue freelance photography. So I don't, it's not like, it's just like another source of income basically, but I stream, I reduced my schedule recently, but since 2017, I was streaming Monday through Friday uh, with basically no vacations until this year. So it was kind of like a full-time job. (laughs) That's awesome. What other games besides this that of course do you play? Uh, So lately I, on stream, I, I play Call of Duty more. I would say Call of Duty, it kind of, it really depends on whatever I want to play. So like recently I've played Call of Duty, I played The Sims. I used to play a lot of Overwatch on stream, but now that's kind of more just something that I play for like six hours every single night instead of on stream. Um, I play Fortnite. I used to play a lot of Forza, but since getting the Sim rig, I basically stick to Assetto. American Truck Simulator, obviously. I started playing that other game, um, BeamNG, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like realistic driving physics, uh, or I guess I should say realistic crash physics. So like when you crash into things, it really, it really does it the way that it went, which is fantastic. <laughs> Um, I've been getting into GTA RP, which I have not streamed yet. So that's Grand Theft Auto role-playing, if you're not familiar. Sounded terrifying to me at first. I started playing that with my friends, and I'm going to eventually stream it. I'm just very scared because I have a little character that I play, and like it's it's all role-playing. So you literally play in this character and everyone else's characters, and you don't break character. It's like it's real life, so... I'm very terrified to stream it, but eventually I will. (laughs) I don't think I've heard of that Grand Theft Auto yet. Grand Theft Auto. Well, so there's five of them. The last one was five. I want to say it came out in like 2013. Everyone's been eagerly waiting for six. It's uh, this one's in a place that kind of looks, it looks very much like Los Angeles. Um, It's a whole lot of fun. I used to play it a lot. Uh, Back when it came out, I would play it I don't, every single night. Uh, but it's open world. Uh, they have like a free roam where you can make characters and stuff. So the GTA RP is like really, really popular for a lot of people just because you can make different characters. It's so fun. I feel like Taylor will be into that because she's all about the Grand Theft Auto. And we were also talking um, on another episode about... Uh, how we all used to be obsessed with the sims i love the sims like i (laughs) i could play the sims for like 16 hours a day i'll just i love it i was recently the last character that i streamed on the sims i made uh i think i called her caitlin yoinks i basically gave her traits so that she would steal things i made her a kleptomaniac and uh, she's like has aspirations to be a burglar because they took the burglar from this last Sims game. Remember how like you used to every like at night you'd have to put your security system up and like a little thief would come in and like rob you. They don't have it in the newest Sims game and it's really disappointing. <laughs> Honestly, what I mostly just did in the Sims was buy houses and just decorate 
decorate. I love, yeah. <laughs> I used to hate building houses, but I recently, like in the last year, I got really into it. So I've been building, I got really into building tiny homes and then decorating them. Oh my God. I'm like so obsessed with doing it. It's so fun. I feel like it'd be wild to play now. I haven't played in a while. So to go, it's probably like changed so much. This newest one, it's not, it's not The Sims 3. It's not as good. Uh, they added a lot of expansion packs to make it better. They don't have cars. Like, it's just, it's not as good, but it's still great. It's still a lot of fun, but you have to get a lot of expansion packs, I think, to make it more fun, to make it even, like, compared to The Sims 3. Um, so I wanted to ask about, um, like your simu- the driving simulator, uh, because I saw that you had done like a bunch of underglow and like your whole setup's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I, I love my sim rig. I never had any intentions of actually building one. So I got like the wheel and the pedals and everything. I got it before COVID, um, and I got it because I was just like, oh, like, eventually I'll play this just to practice on. Like, it'd be pretty fun to be able to drift with my friends in a seto because I've never been able to even just drive in a sim rig. Anytime that my friends have put me in it, I can't, like, drive in a straight line. Like, I just can't drive a sim. It's, it was impossible. So I was like, ah, eventually I'll do it. And then um, once quarantine started I was like you know what I should just like set this up uh and I had it I had it mounted to my desk and I had to put shoes in my in the wheels of my chair so that I wouldn't move back and like roll back when uh I was driving every time I pressed the pedals and I was like this is a pretty janky setup like it's not it's not the best but I don't really mind I don't need to build a sim rig and it honestly just kind of spiraled from there. Um, Andy Haley ended up building just like a personal rig for me. So it's built to my height and my leg length. So like no one else can really fit in it at all. And it doesn't adjust. Um, I had a seat from NRG uh, as second Prisma seat that they had given me too for my car. And I was like, no one's ever going to drive in my car with me when I'm learning. Like, I don't, I'm just going to use this for my sim rig. And they gave me a wheel and I just kind of, and I spray painted it pink to make it match everything. And then when I got, I got light strips for my room <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have extra light strips. So I put it under the sim rig to give it underglow. And it just, it's, it's, so it's really cool. out of control now. <laughs> it's so cool. And I love how like everything matches and it matches your car and you spray painted that too, right? Or I did. Yeah. So my car, my car is a piece of shit and my neighborhood hates it. Like the day that I brought this car home <laughs> within two hours, there were cops going door to door to find out whose car it was. And they came to my my door. And I was like, I think I was, I don't know if I was streaming or I was gaming or something. My mom came upstairs and she was like, Hey, the cops just left. And I was like, why? And she was like, Oh, they were asking about your car because someone called. They thought that someone like stripped and stole this car and abandoned it in our neighborhood. (laughs) And I was like, 
oh, that's really cool. And she was like, no, no, it's just my daughter's drift car. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for just telling the cops about this car. But um, they hate it. They hated it. It was parked outside a lot. Uh, at one point, the windows wouldn't go up, so it just got filled with leaves. And uh, I, it was red and black, and the hood had, like, hood vents, but they weren't cut out. So it was it was just really ugly. What car is it? <laughs> An E36. Okay. But, like, it just, with the red and the black, I was like, my, my neighborhood hates this. They hate that it's two-tone. I I guess I'll just spray paint it pink because <laughs> I like pink and I want it to be pink and I would love to have a pink car. So my friend Drew and I spray painted it on stream one day. I've never spray painted a car before. Um, I had no idea what I was doing and it turned out, it turned out pretty well. If you don't look too closely, uh, it looks great from afar. It looks great in photos. You know, on cloudy days, you can see where uh, where I missed spots because it was red. Um, I mean, so I re- it's a drift car, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a drift car. Like, it doesn't – but it does look better. And my neighbors, after I painted it, a lot of them would debate whether they liked it better pink or they liked it better when it was red and black. And most of them like it better pink, so. I don't <laughs> I think what is I like The 15th. 15 foot rule as long as it from 15 feet you know it looks good (laughs) yeah it looks great I thought about tinting my windows to make it look better because then they wouldn't have to look inside because I think (laughs) like looking inside probably makes it worse for them especially because I did not repaint the inside so the inside is still red and I didn't paint my door jams so my door jams are also still red It's all okay. right. Ours <laughs> are not the prettiest. primer, so yeah, <laughs> we're not doing much better. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. So, have you ever drifted in real life? Um. I did in 2019. In December of 2019, I did a mm-hmm. lesson with Takeyano, um, at Willow Springs, and he basically I he took me out to just learn how to, all I wanted to do was to learn how to do a donut. Cause I had not successfully done a donut in real life. Um, so that's all I really wanted to learn. So I, I learned how to do donuts and I almost successfully did one figure eight, which was very exciting for me. I think I would do better now, now that I've been uh, driving in my sim rig. I really wanted to last year drive IRL a lot more, uh, but with, COVID and quarantine and everything, it was just not as feasible, which is actually why I started sim drifting a lot because I wanted to get like that muscle memory mm-hmm. going so that I could hopefully be better in person when I actually took my car out. I want to do another lesson just because I don't feel entirely comfortable driving a real car yet so I would love to do another lesson just to be more comfortable with it I have a huge anxiety problem when it comes to driving so the fact that I'm even learning how to drift is like absolutely absurd for me that's really cool um do you think there's like a a correlation between um the sim driving and um drifting I definitely do. I mean, I don't have, I obviously don't have much experience between driving in real life versus driving a sim, but from what I've been told, 
a lot of people that start on sim rigs generally are like they kind of have I guess the muscle memory like I said they have it a little better than people that don't from what I've been told they're like they get into a real car and they're like able to actually do stuff and I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that that translates for me it it really when you're driving a sim rig it does not feel anything like a real car like I have no idea where the back of my car is so I end up hitting a lot of walls um I think if you do VR sim drifting it's a little better because you can actually move your head um and kind of look to see where you're going like I have real head motion but it's one monitor so you can't get a full sense of what's around you the way that you could if you were doing VR drifting or the way that you would if you were driving a real car. But as far as the muscle memory goes, I think that's really where uh, the correlation lies. Yeah, we've had kind of a debate over the course of these episodes of whether or not it's helpful when it comes to drifting. And we kind of have people all across the board on it. So it's funny because I always people a lot of drivers always tell me they're like I always hear that it's better and they'll be like it improves people's I guess driving skills and then a lot of drivers I know they'll be like I get into a sim and I can't do shit like I'm a great driver but I cannot drive in a simulator I was and, terrible at first yeah terrible I was so frustrated too I'm like why can't I do this I can do this in real life yeah and it's so fresh. That's the reason that it took me so long to even like want to attempt sim drifting just because I was like, I can't drive in a straight line. Like I cannot do anything in this. I can't because you can't get a sense, you know, of a car the way that you can IRL. But I'm hoping, I hope it translates for me. I hope it helps me. I hope it makes me go out in like a real car and everyone's like, damn, she's really good. I'd be really stoked if that happened. <laughs> we'll be shredding in no time. Absolutely. <laughs> Is your car like good and ready to go or do you still have more work to do? Um, it's basically ready. The only problem is I'm, I have my seat as close as it can be and I'm still too short. I can't comfortably reach the pedals. I have a pillow and everything. So I've kind of um, been musing different ideas of basically getting stuff fabricated so that I can actually reach the pedals comfortably. I also can't see over the steering wheel. So like there's a, <laughs> there's some things that inhibit me from wanting to actually drive the car just cause I'm like, it's not very comfortable. I'm too small for this. <laughs> um, but it's basically ready to go. It's almost ready to go. Oh yeah. So what got you into photography? That's definitely something we, we I want to touch on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually, it's pretty, it's really weird. It's really interesting to me because I never did like photography classes or anything uh, growing up like my dad is a my dad does a lot of photography for fun and I grew up around that but he never taught me how to shoot so like it was kind of weird I don't know it's weird now that I do it as a job um, my ex-boyfriend and my best friend Drew Fishbein the creator of OMG Drift Uh, When we were dating, he introduced me to drifting back in 2013. Like, I had never heard of it outside of, you know, Fast and Furious. So I didn't know that was actually a thing that people, like, did 
or that it was a thing that was competitive or anything. Um, so he introduced me to it in 2013 and he would go out and he would shoot stuff for OMG Drift. Um, and then in 2014, he kind of, he started like, I think he was feeling bad for me because I would go to these events and then I would like sit out on the side of the track while he like went and shot stuff. Um, so we were at Willow Springs in February of 2014. And we were just at like a random track day before the season started. And he, he talked to, uh, he talked to Paul and he was like, Hey, could I just like bring Caitlin out on track to teach her to shoot? And there he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I went out and he like set up the camera for me. Um, and just like showed me what to do. And I think we both kind of expected me to suck and not know what I was doing, which I didn't know what I was doing, but I started shooting and he was like, wait, you're like actually getting stuff. I think I was shooting at, I was panning at 180th, which like is pretty good. It's, I don't know. Uh, I hate like, <laughs> I hate hyping myself up when I talk about that day. Cause like, it's really strange, but like, he was just like, you're actually getting stuff and it's in focus and like the angles are good. And then I caught a fireball, which was very exciting. He was like, he was like, that's one of the hardest things that you can get. Like, people don't get them all the time. So I was really hyped up. Um, and it was just like, it was just a random day that he taught me how to shoot. And I didn't know what anything meant. And I just took the camera and pointed it and shot it. And it was really cool. It just kind of went from that. From that, he was just like, you're actually kind of good, I think the way he would say it is that like, I'm really good. And he always says that I was shooting better than he was. And it was like my first time. And he was like, this is stupid. Like, I feel terrible now. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it's pretty like, much natural. Apparently. I don't like to say that I am because I, I just like didn't know what I was doing. And I think, I guess like nobody really knows what they're doing when they're shooting, but it's just crazy to see like how far it's taken you because you've done like Formula Drift, you've done SEMA, Drift Week, like a million. Yeah, times. it's I mean, it's amazing because like just from that, I was just like, oh, like it would be fun. It would be a fun thing for us to do as a couple. Like if I just go and I shoot stuff and like post it on OMG Drift because like, according to you, I'm pretty good at it. So like I just in 2014, I shot, I think, four rounds of Formula Drift from do drift and I like went to a bunch of grassroots events and just started like just shooting everything just because it was fun for me and it was fun to learn I didn't know what any of the terms meant I remember people would like they'd come up and like ask me about my settings and I'd be like I have no idea I just like put it to this and then I did this I don't know what I'm doing like I don't I never was trained to do this and I just kind of like learned from there which was so cool to be I think it's kind of cool to be self-taught, but it was also, it made me pretty self-conscious just because I felt like there were a lot of other people that really knew what they were doing. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel like I deserve to be here doing this. But it's like cool to think about um, and all the opportunities that came from that. I was able to start getting clients and I never like, that started in 2015. I had never anticipated people hiring me to shoot for them. 
I wasn't promoting myself and being like, hey, hire me to do this. Like people were just reaching out and asking if I would. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I was just like out shooting. I don't, it's just crazy. It's weird <laughs> to think about. Like, <laughs> it blows my mind. <laughs> What's been your favorite event to do so far? It's so hard to choose a favorite event. Um, I don't know. Cause I've done, I feel like I've done so many different things and they're all really hard to compare to each other. Um, but as of recently, I really love doing drift week. Drift week was nothing like anything I've ever done, obviously. So I think maybe, maybe that one, just because it's so incredibly different than everything else. Exhausting, but fun. <laughs> are you doing the one that's coming up? I'm not. No, I'm going to be shooting uh, the second round of Clutch Kickers, which I believe is around the same time, and it's right before FD Atlanta. So, oh yeah, I'll be I'll be at the second round of Clutch Kickers. Oh, I'm, nice. I'm going there from Texas. Oh hell yeah, I'm going there from Texas too. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think I think I have like three days. I got to figure out something to do. So yeah. Hopefully. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now we can actually meet each other and not just yeah. on Zoom. Oh, man. <laughs> so How exciting. I'm to fly back to New Hampshire now. <laughs> just just go. Me. Just go to Clutch Kickers. Oh, my gosh. I can't take off that many days from work. <laughs> <laughs> drive down to Pennsylvania and then just drive with them. They leave, like, Wednesday night. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So... Are there any tracks that you haven't been to yet that you want to go to? Um, not really any specific tracks. I think the biggest thing that I want, I want to I do international stuff because I never have. People are always like, when are you going to come here? And they're like, it's always overseas. And I'm just like, when someone pays me to be there because I cannot afford to go there on my own as much as I would love to. <laughs> So I think at basically at this point, anything international is on my list of things that I want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what other hobbies do you have? Um, I feel like I really don't do much outside of like gaming and uh, shooting. Like besides shooting drifting, I love doing portrait stuff. Like I'm a really big fan of doing that. I haven't been able to do as much because of um, COVID. Uh, other than that, it's like basically all I do is binge watch TV a lot when I'm home, and I really like to sing. Well, so yeah. that's that's probably it. <laughs> Honestly, that's one thing I wish I could do is sing, but I have a terrible voice. <laughs> no, I bet you don't. I think we're all just judgmental of our voices. No, I've done the whole like recording myself <laughs> on a cell phone, and it just sounds. Terrible. <laughs> you never sound as good on a cell phone recording. I, think I, I did I did choir like since I don't know I was in fourth grade I did it all through high school and college I did show choir in high school and everything like I just I love it love musicals <laughs> see I used to play piano for the choir class because like I knew my voice wasn't good and I could play piano so instead I was always like oh yeah I'll just I'll do these songs <laughs> here and you guys won't make me sing <laughs> I, I played just, the I piano have... too I was not very good <laughs> I have no musical talent. I've tried 
I, yeah, I don't know if I'm just like tone deaf, if that's what they call it, but yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> well, out of the three of us, your kitchen ladies, Kim is the one with the voice. And of course, you don't get to hear I it. I know. Uh, we would have forced her to sing, too. Isn't amazing. <laughs> it is. She does like these little like clips on her Instagram sometime. And I'm just oh, like, really? Oh, I never knew she could sing until I heard it on Instagram. I'm like, you're actually really good. I love that. (laughs) She's going to go to edit the podcast and be like, start blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is your favorite thing about the drifting community? Um, I feel like the best part about the drifting community, I don't have much to compare it to as far as other racing communities, but from what I guess my understanding is I think in the drifting community, everyone's a little bit more communal. Like everyone kind of wants to see other people succeed more than not, especially in competition. You'll see, you'll see competitors working on each other's cars, like to help them get back on track and stuff. And I don't, I don't have much to compare it to, but I feel like you don't see that as much in other, uh, racing communities I think everyone for the most part kind of just wants to see other people do well at the same time which I think is really nice I know there's like obviously people that want to you know win and they want to bring other people down or whatever but for the most part I think the drifting community is way more communal than other communities I feel like that's been the overall consensus of like what everyone's favorite part is is that everyone's nice like in other racing sports I think Lou had said in like drag racing you know they hated each other and like didn't help each other yeah I remember I went to like I shot one time attack event and I was like it was weird because none of the drivers like no one was talking to each other in the pits like everyone stuck to their own thing and I was like this is weird like I'm not used to this it's strange that like everyone's kind of just sticking to themselves it was weird after being in drifting i don't know if that's like that everywhere but (laughs) run dude (laughs) oh man do you think there's any um like correlation between the drifting community and the gaming community um or any similarities rather i would say i mean it's so hard to say like if there's similarities i think my first instinct always when I think of similarities between when I think, I guess about everything, everything that I do in general between photography, motorsport photography, uh, gaming and drifting, it's all like very male dominated, which like is kind of weird. Um, and I feel like that's like always, that's always my gut reaction. I'm just like everything I do, it's like male dominated. And I try not to always just be like, I'm a woman doing things in a male dominated field. But like, it's, it's hard when it like is always there. That's just kind of the thing that it is. It's always like, oh, there's a girl doing this. Oh, there's a girl doing that. Like, even when I'll, whenever I'm like on my sim rig and I'm streaming, almost every single stream, there's always someone that comes in and goes, I've never seen a girl drifter before. And I'm like, they exist. I promise they exist. (laughs) Do you have to deal with like a lot of trolls on there? Like mean people or? Not too many. I think, well, I think I get people that try to troll, but like I'm a 32 year old woman and it's going to be pretty hard to really troll me. I don't really care. 
what people say. Um, people will come on, but like, it's not very common for me. I think it's common for a lot of female streamers. That's kind of like the ugly side of streaming is there's a lot of people that come on and they want to say mean things. Um, I obviously have had people come on and they'll like try and like talk about my appearance or like say that I'm not good at what I'm doing. And I'm like, I don't care. And all you have to do is block them yeah, and like ban them from your chat and they can't say anything anymore. So like, it doesn't matter what they are trying to say. So I think I get people that try and then I'm always just like, I'm sorry, you can't really hurt my feelings. So <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Um, what are your goals for this year? I don't really, so, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't really like to make, I don't make that many goals. I kind of like just, I don't I like take things as they come to me and I just, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this and like, that's going to be what I do. I think my biggest goal, I just kind of, I always want, I always want to shoot more and I always want to get to do something new. So like, like last year, I had no idea basically anything that I did, like Drift Week I did, and Sarah told me about it. I went with Sarah, and she invited me like two weeks before Drift Week started. So like, I kind of just, I'm like, I hope that more fun things happen. I hope that I get more opportunities to do things, and I just want to go shoot and have fun and go to different places that I haven't been. And that's kind of just the goal, which I don't know that's really a goal, but. I mean, it is a goal. It is. <laughs> You're just taking the opportunity as they come. Yeah. I that's love a nice that. way of putting it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Such an awesome mindset to have, too. Well, and I fortunately can, I like, I can do it because I live at home. So that cuts all my costs greatly <laughs> i know we gotta get you out to a drift kitchen event soon i know definitely i would love to i'm for sure doing like i'm doing fd i'm doing clutch kickers so it's kind of like in between that figuring out other events that i can do are you gonna I'd love be, to um sorry to interrupt um no. are you gonna be at the fd in um new jersey this year i will be yeah oh yeah Ooh, cool I hope you stay for Pro Rodown to the Sunday after where they have. I probably will. I try to. I've done. I've done all the. Maybe the last two. I was really bummed that we didn't get to go last year because, like, obviously, I would have liked to see the new track, which I'm sure. I mean, you guys have seen, but I'm like, I want to see it. I want to see what it's like to shoot it. I love shooting new tracks because I have no idea, and everybody's kind of on the same page. Where like everyone's just like, I don't know what to do i don't know where the good spots are i don't know what it's gonna be like it's always so fun i'm excited oh that's gonna be so cool it sounds like we have a lot of opportunities to see you this year yeah to make up for last year that plane ticket that i bought for last year's event too i ended up using i changed it to first i changed it to um atlanta for fd atlanta and then that event got canceled so then i had to change the ticket again to st louis and i was like man this this plane ticket has really just gone through a lot <laughs> at least you got to use it though i did yeah that's true yeah, we kind of ended up just, we were able to use some of ours, but we had like uh, two different, like it was like Delta and 
whatever oh. the other one was. So I think we just ate one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was with American too. And they weren't like really the best as far as um, changing tickets went. I know Delta was like really good about it. I ended up like last year with every flight, I ended up not booking flights until like five days before, just because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't do this anymore. Like I'm not paying for plane tickets just to have it, the event be canceled. Yeah. That's why this year we were like, all right, we're just going to drive because yeah. it's just so it <laughs> well, especially you don't know because everything's still kind of regulations everywhere just keep changing. And it's like, it's so hard to keep up with. No, this year we're like, we're going to have this Texas event no matter what. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm excited for you guys. Man, that'll be fun. Yeah. No, it'll, it's going to be good. I feel like this year in general is going to be really good. So, I think so, too. It seems like it. You know? I don't know. I'm just excited to do more events. I ended up, I mean, last year I ended up traveling probably more than... I think more than I've ever traveled any other year, which was really weird. So <laughs> I feel like this year, I'm ac- actually, I have so many events planned already. I feel like I'm already going to be traveling so much. That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. I thought I just left the chat by accident. I was like, oh no, I didn't even get to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Taylor. <laughs> Wow. I'll see you later. (laughs) Thank you. I'm bummed you didn't get to talk to Kim, but make sure like when you do go to FD, um, FD New Jersey, like we all got to hang out and talk. Yeah, definitely. Tell her I said hello and I'm bummed that she wasn't able to make it. We will. We'll have her send you some like random um, singing videos. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have a fantastic night, lady. You too. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. I want to take a minute to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, Swivel Mount. Swivel Mount is a camera mount that swivels. It's made specifically for drifting. Why waste time bothering track workers to set up your GoPro mount? You can have one you don't have to worry about. You can place it on or off any car in seconds, making it easy to get great footage. Swivel mount uses magnets to stay on your vehicle. Your GoPro won't fall off into the guy or girl tandeming behind you. I know for me, personally, I like seeing how I progress over the events. Getting a chance to see the swivel mount footage is a way to study all of my runs. Swivel mount helps capture sick footage, and you can get a custom colored flag to match your whole aesthetic. Go to www.theswivelmount.com and use code DK10 to get 10% off anything on their website. should see if people listen to this. This will be a test to see who fucking listens. But we should put up a poll that says, who do you think is the only person on the podcast that has been in a fight? We'll put three names and we'll see if people listen. It'd be crazy if they don't listen. They just pick your crazy ass. They're like, Taylor, she's deep-seated evil. She's all butterflies and sunflowers. No, I didn't I didn't hit those people first. They, uh... <laughs> Not with their car first. <laughs> I was helping a friend. Yeah.
I was helping with violence for my friend. Like, you can't spin this. I was helping a friend. (laughs) She's all no. Oh, it was a charity fight. (laughs) I mean, think about it now. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There were. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Did you get fucked up or did she get fucked up? You know know we want to know. I didn't really get that fucked up. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I got hit and it hurt, <laughs> but I mean, how bad? I was I don't know that would very be. much under the influence oh at the God. time. I was like 17. I don't know what I would do if someone swung on really like swing swung on me. You never back down from a fight. You don't start a fight. But oh, oh, oh! Did she oh, swing on you first, or did you swing on her? Okay, you so fucking no. mad woman. So the girl that I was friends with, and then this other girl were fighting, right? And to me, that's like handle your shit like one on one right she yeah, wasn't getting her ass beat up like she no it's like fairsies but then the girl's sister jumped in uh, so then at the time how do i let my best friend at the time get beat up by two girls if you just sit there <laughs> no so you just like tagged yourself in didn't you pretty much yeah <laughs> would you fight if someone tried to fight me yes i would be so scared of taylor fighting <laughs> 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 i'm just like i feel like athletically yes she's going to win <laughs> like now someone's gonna try to pick a fight with me just to see if i can i'm, I'm scared ass. to get it great no please nobody pick a fight with taylor because now me and alexis now have this weird obligation where we're gonna have to swing on you so my Whitmore weekly wisdom this week is to take risks you never know what opportunities may pop up so just do it take the risk i gotta go back here because i'm pretty sure you've already had a whitmore weekly that said take risks hold on damn it www what's a synonym for risk let's just change the word (laughs) okay so you didn't have that exactly so not yet at least so i think you're good all right i mean i'm sure people don't remember anyways I, I could probably say like the same thing every other week and people would be like, wow, that's really good <laughs> or really bad. I like your first one ever. Learn to take a damn joke. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. Hopefully I'm not cancel culture for the next episode that's about to air tomorrow, which would be last week, but. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All, right, cool. All right, guys, we will see you next Tuesday. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys. That was good so far. I feel like we got Taylor started to talk about something. I was like, nope. We're not having this conversation. I gotta be the nice one to keep your kitchen together. Fucking Paula Abdul. <laughs> Alright, so if she's Paula Abdul, who am I? Simon. So, I'm Randy. <laughs> You're Randy. You're Randy Jackson. Honestly, I just forgot the other one. <laughs> I just love that the biggest one is a You're like, yeah, that's cool, dog.